Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 15th day of February. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me as we go into the 27th chapter of the book of Genesis, the famous story of Isaac blessing Jacob and putting upon him the right hand firstborn blessing that he intends to give to his oldest son Esau, but he is fooled by Rebekah and by Jacob and the behind-the-scenes machinations that end up deceiving Isaac into giving the blessing to the youngest. Now, this blessing has been promised to Jacob by Esau, if you'll recall, a few chapters ago when Esau ate the, the soup and gave his birthright to Jacob, didn't want the birthright. We spent some time in Hebrews exploring the problems behind all of that. Speaking of problems, Genesis 27 is problematic when you read it through the lens of the of like legal morality. If like if you read it through the lens of where the Mosaic law will go in the later in the Torah, and then you read it through sort of a lens of if you're honest, good things happen to you, and if you're not, bad things happen to you, which is sort of a popular uh, a popular usage of morality. Then Genesis 27 is confusing. Isaac's old. He's going to die. He knows it, but he doesn't know when. So he enacts his right as a father in the ancient world of praying the firstborn blessing upon his oldest son. This is a, in patriarchal times, a solemn family blessing that was always given at death or when death was imminent. But it could only be given to one person. It could not be altered. And the patriarchal blessing of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob all have spiritual significance because the Lord used that custom to communicate his sovereign promise to each of them. And in the early passages in Genesis, God mediates that covenant through those patriarchs. But then as Torah develops, we get into Mosaic economy. God's blessing is then mediated on people through the priest. When you get up to number six, it's the priest who puts the blessing on, not the father laying his hands on his sons, although that I'm sure was still happening inside the family unit. But as far as a nation, it ends up being something the priests do. So in Isaac does this. He's, he's blind. Um, he's old. He's near death. Uh, he's at least 100. Rebecca hears what he's going to do because he calls Esau in. He says, go uh, kill a deer, bring it in, cook it. Um, Rebecca overhears this and connives with Jacob to deceive Isaac by dressing Jacob up as if he's Esau so that he feels hairy and smells like the field. She takes a goat, a couple of them, kills them, makes savory food, um, a, a word the English uses really close to the Hebrew word. It's tasty. <laughs> it was food that tasted good, something she knows that Isaac likes, and tells Jacob to go in. And Jacob goes in, and not only does he deceive his father, he takes the Lord's name in vain. Uh, when Isaac says, um, who are you? Uh, and Jacob essentially says, hey, the Lord God brought this animal to me. Uh, that's how I killed it so quickly, even though the Lord God did not bring such an animal to him. And the whole thing's a lie. That's why I said it's problematic if you look at it through that lens. Okay, but we're not dealing with this through the Mosaic economy. And we're only dealing with it in a new covenant sense in that 
we have received the firstborn blessing from Jesus. How we get to the end game in this chapter um, might not be the exact way to look at it. Maybe what we should do is investigate why this thing is so problematic. What's going on that we could fix in our own day-to-day life? Because if this story has any application for us, what is it? Well, one of the things we need to realize is that we haven't had a high level of spirituality out of Isaac. You know, for as much spiritual insight as we get into the life of Abraham, our first real spiritual moment for Isaac is, hey, Dad, we've got knife and a fire and wood, but where's the lamb? And then, of course, Abraham's big moment, God shall provide himself a lamb. Isaac's not super spiritual. He's digging wells. He does cut an oath with Abimelech, but his sin of lying and fear is about the same as his father with less intense conversations with God. And it comes to pass at the end of his life here in 27 that we see an old man who's a slave to his natural senses. And maybe that's because he hasn't developed his spiritual sense. A lesson that I take away from Genesis 27 is don't become so enamored of the natural that you don't know how to listen to the spiritual. First of all, God has already laid out in Genesis that Jacob's going to be the one that gets the blessing. So what in the world is Isaac trying to give it to Esau for? Because Esau is the oldest son and Isaac is thinking in the natural. He's not thinking in the spiritual. Had he been paying attention, the word that God spoke over Rebekah when she had the babies back in Genesis 25 was that the older was going to serve the younger. But Esau, Isaac rather, in some ways is dependable upon his fallible senses. Verse 22, his touch is wrong. Verse 25, his taste is wrong. Verse 27, his smell is wrong. He messes it all up because, like he says in verse 4, make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that my soul may bless you before I die. He's such a slave to his natural sense that he doesn't have his supernatural sense keenly aware. And I think If there is anything to take away in our new covenant world, is that you have the Holy Spirit and the ability to hear from God. Pay attention to the things God is saying and don't become a slave to the natural senses because Isaac is so in tune to his touch, his taste, his smell, which by the way still deceive him, he misses what God really wants to do. Had he been paying attention two chapters ago, he would have got it. I don't want to be so enslaved to my natural lusts, senses, perceptions, and ways of thinking that I can't hear the sound of what God is trying to say to me in this hour. I believe you're the same way. And I think a noble prayer to take away from Genesis 27 is... That, Father, even if we are old and our eyes are dim so that we cannot see, this is how the text defines Isaac, may we still have ears to hear what the Spirit says to his church and then do it. More from Genesis 27 on tomorrow's podcast. Have a great day. God bless.